man, how much they miss, amen, the, the service of God, and they miss, amen, all that God continues to do, and how God is, has been working, amen, during this time period. And we've been hearing about different churches having to deal with not being able to physically be there, and, and, and all of the things of how much we miss the very place of worship that we call the church. But I'm gonna, I want to encourage you today that if you don't have no oil right now, you as good as empty. You as good as a foolish virgin. And in this day and time, we know that people are making foolish decisions. They're building on natural things, and they forgot all about God. They forgot all about their walk with God. They forgot all about the things that God is calling them to do. And they have been able to keep a relationship with God enough where they hear God calling and they do another, a little bit of preparing, but they are not fully committed. They have the ability to hear God that he's coming. And they have the ability to hear that they and have the wisdom and the knowledge to know that they got to trim their lamps. But they don't have enough wisdom and insight and enough uh, relationship with God to realize I need oil. I need the oil of God in my life. And because people have been leaning on other people's oil, people have always felt like they were all right until the quarantine came. Come on. And now we are dealing with a situation as we <laughs> will start to get back to church we're going to find out who really had the oil or not. We're going to find out who really got the relationship or not. Because it's easy, it's easy to say that you miss church when you can't have it. Yeah, I know you right. It's easy to say I can't wait get to get back to church when you can't have it. My God. But when you start to have it, are you going to have the same old excuses that you had before the quarantine happened? Come on. See, before, you had excuses. My knee, my back, my toe. Uh, I'm tired. I can't get up. I don't know if I'm going to make it. But now, because you know you can't make it, you want to sound like the, Bible's, the Bible talks about people that are able to say the right things, yeah. but their heart, he said, you praise me with your lips, but your heart is far from me. You're, You're saying the right thing, but it really ain't in your heart. So many people are saying, I can't wait till the church doors are open. But they haven't allowed no oil to be built up during the time of the quarantine. They haven't allowed no oil to be built up during the time of the shutdown. They talked about how much they miss God and they miss the anointing of God that would be in the church building. But yet and still, you ain't getting no oil produced during the quarantine. Follow. During the quarantine, you building up everything else. Hey. You building up all of your natural things. And it's all right if you're building up natural hey. things. But what's the use of hey. natural hey. things hey. if you done lost your spiritual things? Hey. What's the use of you being able to have houses and cars and land? What's the use of you being able to have plenty of food at the house and you ain't got no spiritual food in your life? What's the use of you being able to say that me and my family, we good if your spirit ain't good. Woo! You preaching. 
And so we have to understand that we're in a day and time that we need to not be like the foolish virgin. What type of virgin are you going to be? Are you going to get oil in your lap or are you going to depend on other people? Before the quarantine, before corona happened, plenty of people was like the foolish virgin and always wanted to get the oil, the anointing, the walk with God and, and lean off of other people's anointing. They did that before the quarantine. But now the bridegroom, the bride done groom that made the call, the bride that made the call, the bridegroom that made the call and said, I'm coming. And now everybody got to be at the house and everybody is realizing I got to shut the door. And since the door has been shut, have you been able to have a relationship with God or have your relationship been shut? Some people relationship with God has been shut when they said that you got to shut the door and stay at home. Some people have lost their way. I made mention in the Bible class that there's going to be some people that ain't going to make it during this whole quarantine time. They ain't going to make it back to the church because their whole walk was dependent on somebody else's oil. Ooh, you preach it. My God. You know you One of my first statements is, have you lost your strength during the shutdown? During the stay-at-home order, have you lost your strength? It was a, you, you was good when it was Sundays and then Wednesdays. But now since there's Wednesdays and Sundays on a different level, and I always say that the norm, the anointing and the gifts, sometimes, you know, they're caught. They come without repentance, but if you're around somebody that's prophetic, just like Paul, just like Saul was when he got around the prophets, you'll be able to prophesy. Mm -hmm. And so there's some people, they ain't got no level of discernment at all. But if they're around somebody that got discernment, all of a sudden, they can discern things and they think it's them. <laughs> it ain't that you got discernment. It's just that you was around somebody that got discernment. It's not that you was prophetic. You just was around somebody that was prophetic. You, are, you have been leaning on other people's oil. You've been leaning on other people's anointing. One of the biggest things that has hurt the body of Christ, and I thought about this this morning, is the people in the church call themselves being real. And so you think that just because you being real and you being honest that that gives you a pass for living right. No, they don't give you no pass for living right. Holiness is still right. It's still holiness or hell. I know that it ain't fashionable in this day and time, but many people feel like, well, I'm just keeping it real. I lust. I, I have a lust problem. I have a fornication problem. I have a this problem. I have a that problem. I'm just keeping it real. I'm keeping it honest, but God is helping me bring it through. No, sit your foolish self down. Get your soul together. Get your soul right. Get on the altar all over again and repent. Get yourself together. If this was something that didn't get your walk right, what is it going to take? Mm, mm, mm. You know if you can't get yourself right with the quarantine, how you going to handle the tribulation period? You ain't going to be able to handle that. You're going to be one of the first to take the mark. And you're going to be the first one to say, I ain't taking it. I ain't taking it. And you're going to be the first one to take it in secret. Because you know the saints like to be secretive. Yes. We like to hide things, but God mentions that the things you did do in secret, He gonna show it openly. Yes. And so while you trying to do things secretly, God has already tipped the people of God. He already done tipped the man of God. He already done tipped the woman of God. You ain't fooling nobody but yourself. The other thing is, have you deceived? The other thing is, have you deceived yourself? And think that you are stronger than you are. Amen. 
The Bible says many strong men have fallen. If many strong men have fallen, what make you think that you're so much better than them? Have you done built up yourself in your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost? When was the last time you spoke in tongues? You say you apostolic. When was the last time you spoke in tongues? You said, I got to get myself together. You ain't spoken tongues in six months. Some Houston, there's a problem. There's a problem in your walk with God. The oil done ran out. One of the things that one time I was driving Jalen to school, and uh, the car was messing up and it started jerking. Mm -hmm. And it cut out and we had to go on the side of the road. Mm -hmm. And the engine had locked up. Mm -hmm. Well, what would make an engine lock up? It ain't got no oil. <laughs> what makes your walk lock up? You ain't, ain't got, got no oil. Ooh, you your relationship with God is on lock, as they would say. Yeah. You got to make sure that your relationship with God is on lock because you deceived yourself. You see, when we was driving, I thought we was good. I was taking them to school like we always normally do. And I didn't think nothing was wrong. I thought it was all good. I thought that I was going to be able to get up and go and make it to the school and get to work. But then the sign came that there was no oil in the vehicle. Oh, y'all ain't hearing what I'm saying. They have deceived themselves into thinking that everything is okay. I still think about God. I still read the scripture. I still do this every now and again. But guess what? What has happened is, is that you have fooled yourself into thinking that you are better than what you are. There's nothing worse than thinking that you are better than what you really are. It's amazing. People have the nerve to try to tell people they need to get their walk right, and their walk ain't even right. Come on. You telling other people that they need to pray. When was the last time you prayed? Matter of fact, when we tried to open up a prayer, <coughs> excuse me, I'm talking too fast. Meanwhile, when, while, while you telling everybody else they need to get a relationship with God and that they need to pray, you haven't prayed. When the prayer meeting came, you didn't show up. When there was time to pray, you couldn't even pray 10 minutes, let alone five minutes. Five minutes was the struggle. And yet still, you're trying to tell other people to pray. Mm -hmm. It's because you have fooled yourself into thinking that you are stronger than what you really are. Thank you. My God. One second. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You don't forgot that you are not as strong as you are. We always tell us that we should examine ourselves, but we never do it. We are forever learning, but never coming into the knowledge of the truth. And so we think that we're stronger than what we really are. But there's nothing that'll prove how weak you are but weights. Weights are easily, the Bible says, lay aside every sin and the weight that so easily besets us. But there are weights in our life. That are weights and stresses in our life. The bills can become a weight. Relationships become a weight. Our jobs and the people we got to deal with at the job becomes a weight. Our kids can become weights. These are all our ability to try to handle what's going on during this time of stay at home becomes a weight. And all those weights come on everybody. Nobody gets a pass. Just like all of the virgins heard, all of us (coughs) 
All of us has to hear and realize that the weights are going to hit all of us. And when the weights hit all of us, guess what? It is going to prove whether or not you got oil in you or not. It's going to prove the level of oil pressure. The Bible tells you, you know, many times when they're checking your car, they deal with the oil pressure. And they're checking the oil to make sure that there's enough oil in it. Can it handle the level of oil in it? Can it handle the pressure that the engine is going to take? The level of torque that the engine is going to take? And so they check the oil to see if it can handle the oil pressure. And the, air, and the oil pump is supposed to pump it out and they should be able to handle the oil pressure oh, you yes, yes, and if yes. it failed the oil pressure the engine going to eventually lock up yeah. and those pressures that I talked about those weights the bills the kids the, the trying to find a job and trying to see what you're going to do those are weights that attest to see whether or not you as strong as you think you are because there's nothing that attests your strength like a trial there's nothing that attests your strength like hard times. There's nothing that attests your strength like bad situations and bad people. There's nothing that attests your strength like a negative environment. There's nothing that would test your strength like a wrong mindset. There's nothing that would test your strength than having to deal with the fact that you believe God, but don't nobody else believe God around you. Where's your strength at? I'm gonna, let me hurry up. The other thing is, is what, what used to, <clears throat> what wisdom have you gained during this time of the stay at home? What wisdom have you gained? Have you learned anything yeah. about anything? Yeah. It's good that you learn things about other people, but have you learned anything about you? That's right. We're good at correcting other people. We're never good at correcting ourselves. Come on. Have you gained any wisdom about yourself? Have you learned anything about yourself? Or have you learned that you're better than everybody else? Come on, you saying something. If you learn that you're better than somebody else, you need to go back to the last Jesus. thing that I said, that your oil pressure ain't right. That's right. Because you're thinking more of yourself than you ought to think, and that's Bible. Okay. And so we have to understand, what wisdom have you gained? Have you learned something about yourself? One of the worst things to ever do is to live this life and never learn something about you. You need to know how you are. You need to, to be able, when it talks about walking circumspectly, it's not only telling you to check your walk, but it's also talking about you and you checking how you are as an individual. Do you know yourself? Do you know when you're getting weak at times? Do you know when you're in a vulnerable situation? Because when you're in a vulnerable situation, that's the time that people want to use you. And that's the time that you need to surround yourself with those that support you and that love you for real. Not the ones that love you when you got it. You know how people are. They with you when you got something. They leave you when you don't. Those ain't the people. The ones that leave you when you ain't got nothing, them ain't the people that you need around when you start to get weak. You need to be around the strong. The Bible says, let the weak say I'm strong. So while you're saying I'm strong while you're weak, you need other people to encourage you with psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, making melody unto the Lord, and letting other people help you as you build up yourself. Come on. What wisdom have you grown? Have you learned anything about yourself? Have you realized whether or not you're a petty person or not? Mm. Have you realized that sometimes you can be backstabbing? Wow. Have you realized that there are some areas of the flesh that's still rising up in your walk? And you say you're Christian and devout and sold out for God, but you still got a bad attitude. 
you still negative. You still say you believe God, but then turn around and snap on everybody and tell everybody you don't need their help. Have you realized that some things about you, do you realize, have you realized whether or not you're a good friend or not? Sometimes we say we're good friends, but if we ever evaluate ourselves, we'll realize we ain't as good friends as we think we are. We ain't as good listeners as we think we are. We're not as smart as we think we are. Have you checked yourself? Have you gained any wisdom during this shutdown? The other thing is, is besides what wisdom have you gained, have you appreciated the ministry with the change. Mm. See, before you didn't think your ministry was about nothing that you was going to. I wish my church had this. I wish my church had that. I wish my church was like this. I wish my pastor had the Bentley. I wish my pastor had this. I wish that, see, you was looking for all the things that was physical. But you didn't see nothing things that was spiritual. You didn't see no spiritual things. And many times when you get used to having things, it's like kids that are rich or kids that are middle income. They're so used to a certain standard of living that they just feel like that's just the way it is and they don't appreciate home. Have you appreciated your spiritual life? Do you appreciate the ministry you're at now? Or now have you decided, I need to go to a different ministry. This ministry ain't built me up. Have the ministry that you've been at has it been a, a place where you know that you can get help when you need help? Or are you just looking for people to just constantly hand you out things? Sometimes you don't need a ministry that's going to give you free food and free clothes. Sometimes you need a ministry that will push you so that you can be able to trust God to provide it. Oh, boy, I know, I know that's right. I know that's rough because everybody like free. The other thing is, is has the ministry that you've been at has you learned to appreciate it because it was telling you that things like this was coming? Mm. Has it built you up enough that you have enough relationship with God that you realize that you didn't want to be one of the foolish versions? You wanted to be wise, and you've been building yourself up when the times was good. Remember, during the time of Joseph, there were seven years of good and seven years of bad, and they learned to store up during the seven years. Did the ministry that you were at prepare you for the seven years of bad, the times of bad that was coming? Did they build you up and prepare you so that when the bad times come, you was ready? Thank you, Jesus. Have you learned to appreciate the ministry that you have been attending during this change? Have you realized, wow, man, I appreciate my man and woman of God. I appreciate my pastor and first lady. Those are godly people. Those are real, real living for God people. They're real people. They really do love us. Or do you have the mindset, well, they ain't, they ain't did nothing for me. And you just, y'all just been living your life like it's golden. It's just been you and your family at the house during the shut-in. Hey, hey, you happy. Y'all doing their thing. Y'all eating popcorn. Y'all eating sandwiches. Y'all just living y'all life, doing things in the backyard. Now that they open up the parks, you, you go into the parks and enjoy yourself. I love you so much. See, before, y'all didn't love each other like that. But now during the shutdown, y'all so lovey-dovey. But it's because the pressures aren't there. You know it's because the pressures aren't there yet. The oil, the oil pressure hasn't been checked yet. See, that's because the, the, the mortgage companies have said, we ain't going to come after you. The, the, the landlord ain't came after you because right now they can't evict you. 
But when everything lifts, I kind of feel like in about two months, they're going to start demanding people. That's just my personal feeling. In about two months, I think that they're going to start demanding and saying, okay, it's time for y'all to kick in. We done gave y'all a break for a little bit of time. It's time for you to kick in. And they're going to be very aggressive. Some of them going to be even cold. But, you know, that's just what I'm sensing, what I'm feeling. But let's say, you know, right now, everything is beautiful. The birds are chirping. The sun is out. Everything is wonderful right now. Everything is in excess right now. But now there's another contraction that's coming. They already said that oil, they already said that oil prices are going to be, continue to be suppressed. But guess what? The price of, of meat is now going to go up 1% to 2%. Some even say 2 to 3% on chicken and ground beef and, you know, the things that you like. The meat that's going to have a more increased cost, and they're going to start limiting how much meat you can get at the grocery store. And so if you're already in that situation, well, as they contract it, as they start having restrictions, and as they lift up the restrictions about being able to evict you, what are you going to do when they lift it up no more? You ain't going to be wanting to hold hands no more if you didn't have no oil in you and you didn't prepare. And y'all didn't learn how to learn to pray together. You didn't learn how to pray by yourself. Because if you don't learn how to pray, you ain't going to make it. You ain't going to stay. You ain't going to think Christianity is about nothing. Because you want what you want. And because you didn't appreciate the ministry that you was at, you didn't get out what you could have got out. Stop blaming the church and what they didn't do. What was you doing? That's right. You always want to blame the pastor and the pastor ain't doing this, the pastor ain't doing that. Well, what you doing since you know how to do everything so right? Since you know how to do everything so right, let's see you do the ministry. Since you know how to do everything so right, then you show us <laughs> why you there. You be the shine of light. Since the pastor ain't so anointed, you show. But see, that's the problem. We live in a time where everybody talk good, and then when you tell them, okay, then show it, they can't show it. I'm talking about you so strong, you stronger than the, you so strong, you feel like you're stronger than the pastor. You said if you so much stronger than the pastor, why you ain't got a word of the Lord? Why didn't you see Corona coming? Why didn't you see? Why don't you see what's been happening in the next couple of months? You so much stronger than the pastor. Why don't you tell the pastor the word of the Lord is this? Why ain't you the prophet at your church since you so strong? <laughs> you saying something? But you don't appreciate the ministry that you got. So the question is, have you? The, the, my last statement, then I'm done. Have your change taken form yet? Everybody talking about, I'm changing, I'm changing. I'm changing in this quarantine. I'm better now. I can't wait till they open up things. I'm better now. I'm going to be doing this. I'm going to be doing that. Stop lying. You're going to be still going to the nail stop shop. You're still going to go to the, it's like a New Year's resolution. Right. It's like a New Year's resolution. You're still going to go to the nail shop. You're still going to be, you're still going to be coming to church, hitting and missing church. You're still going to be going to the club and then going to come on Sunday like you still say. You're still going to be saying that you're living for God and then behind closed doors you're doing something else. You're going to still be saying you love your family but then behind closed doors you can't stand your spouse. Right now you love them because it's the shutdown. 
It's the shutdown right now. You love him right now. Of course you love him. I love my honey. Well, honey, well, I love you. Right now it's good. You got food at the house. There's increase at the house. Everybody got a little bit of something because they got the stimulus. But now when the stimulus don't come and there ain't going to be another stimulus check, what you going to do then when the pressures really come? And then they open up the doors of the church and then now you're going to have an attitude where I don't feel like going this morning because you didn't have no oil and you didn't build it up during the quarantine. You wait and you keep on saying that you're going to change. When is your change going to form? Has it formed yet? Has your change formed or are you the same old person? If you so changed, then why don't nobody else see it? Hey, glory. You got to change. If you're going to change, stop saying that you're changing and show it. The Bible tells us that you will know them by their fruit. I don't see no fruit in you. I see the same old person in a different color. Jesus. You got to have some change in you. You got to have some change in the way that you think. Don't tell me you change. Show me you change. You tell me that you done changed the way you think. Don't show. Don't tell me you done changed the way you think. Let me observe it. The Bible says that we're written epistles seen and read of men. Let people be able to look at your life and read change in you. Hey, glory. Because if you really change, you ain't got to tell nobody. I know you right. I know you. It's kind of like losing weight. You ain't got to tell nobody you lost weight. Hey, They'll be able to see it. See it before you see it. Hey, and if hey. you were really Woo. a changed individual, they'll see it before you see that you changed. Hey, hey. They'll be asking you, wow, you changed. What happened? Glory. And you didn't even realize. I knew I was changing, but I didn't know I was changing that much. So what are you going to do as I close? Are you going to be wise? Have you learned to be wise and foolish during the time of the quarantine? While the reconnection is coming. It's foolish that the reconnection is coming. Yes, it is. But but these governors, you know, and these different people that's doing all those protests, they want things to come back because they want the economy to come back right now. But it's just like a kid that's always gotten candy, and then the, then the parents said, no, we ain't got no candy, and you can't get none now. They're going to throw a tantrum. So we got all these people throwing tantrums, talking about reopen, the, reopen everything. And they already had, a, in Atlanta, the governor said, we opening up everything. And some of the restaurant owners were saying, well, we ain't opening. <laughs> See, you, you got to be wise. The Bible says that we should be wise as serpent and gentle as a dove. You got to use wisdom. The Bible even tells us that wisdom is the principal thing. It's going to be wisdom that's going to keep a lot of people this time period. That's right. I know you. During Corona, the one of the things that has been keeping a lot of people is wisdom. Wisdom. And what's going to keep you during the time as till we get back to a level of normalcy is going to be wisdom. And if you ain't got no wisdom, you ain't going to be able to do it. You're going to fold. So come on. Let's be wise. Let's not be foolish. Let me pray.